Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. You are with Tracy Mack. I hope you're having a lovely day out there. It is uh, a little bit... uh well, let's put it this way. It is a horrible day. It is just horrible. So make sure that you've got your brolly with you, your umbrella. But uh, most importantly, take it easy on the roads out there because it is very busy. It is very, very wet. In some areas, there's been as much as 100 mils since Friday. So just please take it easy. As I was driving into uh, the office this morning, the drain at Parkway Avenue was uh, getting higher and higher and higher. So who knows? We may end up with the National Park Swim Centre once again, but we will just wait and see. But please just take it easy out there on the roads. Go slow because uh, it is very, very wet out there. Now, obviously, we're still talking in the federal government election. We've had some great results here in the Hunter. Obviously, with a Labor government forming, we have uh, four local members who quite easily could be sitting on the front bench. I would hazard a guess that uh, Sharon Clayton will no doubt be sitting on the front bench with women's uh, issues, but uh, we will wait and see. It would be nice to see a Newcastle member in uh, in that front bench, but we'll wait and see if she's in Cabinet or what she is. But she is obviously a very high person in uh, in that as well. Perhaps uh, Pat Conroy, who's been there for a, uh, a long period of time. But either way, it is going to be very interesting. We also have a senator-elect in Ross Cadell for the National Party, who is a redhead local. So all in all, it could be very good. But what are the runs on the road. What is going to be delivered back here to the Hunter? What dollars are we actually going to see now? We know that the uh, that the former Liberal government was splashing lots of cash up here. So what are we going to see? What is going to be the result? Joining me on the line now is the CEO of Business Hunter, who no doubt spent most of Saturday and Sunday trying to find out what we are and what we aren't going to get. Good morning and welcome, Bob Hawes. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you going? Have we ended up okay, or how are we going to go? Yeah, look, it was an interesting uh, outcome, wasn't it? There's Very. lots of analysis going on, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, as they say. And uh, going forward, I, I really hope this region is in a good position to, to take advantage of um, not only the fact that there's a, a number of uh, local members, as you said, that are going to be in government instead of on the opposition benches, um, but also, you know, we were we were subject to a lot of bipartisan uh, announcements and promises that were made during the campaign, and uh, really keen to to make sure they get delivered on, uh, and and we can move forward. So, what is the story with the manufacturing the the hydrogen manufacturing hub here at Newcastle Port? Was that bipartisan that support? Uh, yes, it was. And uh, the other pleasing thing about a number of the announcements that were made up here, um, including that one and the one out of the airport, they will be drawn from existing portals. They won't have to go through a, you know, an election promise process, you might say, where mm-hmm. they, the funding hasn't, source of funding hasn't been identified. Um, so in this case, those funding portals were, were approved in the federal budget that was just a, a couple of months back, you might recall. And uh, so it really is just a matter of programming those so they do, they, they do move forward and they come out of those um, existing funding mechanisms and don't have to wait for the government and the Senate to argue um, about new ones. So really, really, particularly in that energy space, it's so important that we get stuff moving there because of the, of the gulf that we could have mm-hmm. if we're on the close of the coal-fired power stations. 
We've got to move yesterday. You know, I've had that conversation many times. It, it has to move yesterday. There's there's no doubt about that. Now, as as the former head of the uh, Honeysuckle Development Corporation and, and whatever its 15 incarnations after that have been, but you must be excited to see the extending of the Newcastle Mines grouting fund into Lake Macquarie and in particular in that Charlestown area. You and I are both very intimately aware with what the ramifications of, uh, of those old coal mines are to development. That must be something that's, that you can see as a, as a potential great boom for, the, uh, for that area. Yeah, it's a big win if that can be pulled off because um, you know, elections are all about certainty and uncertainty and that, and that fund and that program is a, is a definition of uncertainty. Mm. Um, you know, what that does in, in collapsing the hopes of developers and people who want to build projects um, simply because they can't define the problem that is ahead of them and having that underwriting makes a significant difference and that's been proven in the city of Newcastle. Um, and look, some of the areas out in Lake Macquarie aren't going to be as easy as Newcastle because where mine workings under the ground, I don't want to get too technical, <laughs> have been subject have been subject to mini wall or long wall mines. Mm-hmm. Um, the prospects of grouting them is not as great, um, and uh, so that, there'll be a lot of toing and froing to figure out a way to do that so that the the, the fund doesn't go broke first project mm. um, to make sure that they're, they're dealing with um, logical logical ideas and things that, that make sense. So, But yeah, things like that are, just make enormous difference in terms of the clarity and will help things move forward. Now, Bob, we can't ignore it. We can't ignore the elephant in the room or the train in the room. Labor has promised $500 million uh, to start work on a high-speed rail. <sighs> you, I think you and I will be in the grave before this happens. Well, his promise actually was about trying to reserve a corridor. and uh, um, So, I, I, yeah, look, I, I, as I said, we've expressed <laughs> thoughts here that we've just one step at a time. We, mm. we would really like them to finish the work that has been started between the state and the former federal government about making faster rail, which is basically on the existing alignment. We know it can be done. Um, and it has, you know, they've, they've already operated current technology trains along that corridor to great, much greater capacity and speeds than they currently serve the two areas of the most, get between Sydney and Newcastle at the moment. It's a case of just unravelling the spaghetti, building more loops, um, getting on with the job of improving signalling and doing a whole bunch of other things on that, as, as torture as it is sometimes, um, whilst they work on the program to do high-speed rail, which I still believe, is, as you're saying, um, is, is probably a little bit longer off than, than being able to make some real gains based on the current technology and the current rail system that we have. Yeah, I, it's yeah. I, I just think we leave that one over, and when it happens, it happens. And uh, yeah, I've got a three dollar note to sell you as well. But anyway, um, now we spoke last week about you know when you got your feet under the under the desk this morning, what your first plan would be. It's ten to uh, ten to ten. What's the plan for today? Well, we're in the process of you know getting formal congratulations out to each of the candidates here. Um, you know, we had uh, some. Um, engagement with them leading up to the, the election and, and prior to it and you know very encouraged by the constructive conversations that we had through that process really hopeful that some of them do do well in the process to um, get senior positions within the government that's going to be important and and justified um, as, you, as you as you have noted in your intro you know um, Sharon and Pat have, and uh, and have been around for and Merrill for that instance mm. for that have been around for a while and they, they're very knowledgeable on particular parts and, and general parts of 
of their of, of what the government's program is. I think the other thing is that you know we we will be extending an invitation for the prime minister. We we did preemptively um, prior to the election to come up here and 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 uh, and talk to us, talk to business, and talk to the community. Um, we'll be re- re- renewing those invitations for senior members of the government to do that because, as I said, this. The, the Hunter region, whether we like it or not, is the front and centre of, a, of some significant initiatives, and he, he, he noted the, the the powerhouse that we need to become in renewable energy, and uh, we're front and centre of that new energy economy up here in the Hunter region, and we need help. Mm. Um, but if we and if we don't do it um, as as a region and as a nation, um, you know, we're going to fail in terms of that conversion or that transition from. Um, coal-fired power to to renewables, and uh, we don't want to see that happen. We want to make sure that that's a that's a logical and, and smooth transition, so that businesses um, aren't left um, aren't left hanging. How is business feeling this morning, Bob? I mean, I know uh, gone is the two-party preferred system. You know, we've now got three, at least by the by the looks of things that uh, you know that we're now having to uh, to factor in. And I know poor Anthony Green had no idea what to do on Saturday when <laughs> when all these teals because he just couldn't do his two-party preferred. The, the, it just would not work. Um, obviously, the the landscape has certainly changed for uh, for politics in this country. How's business feeling? Are, are they still confident? Are they feeling that, the, you know, obviously both parties were given a kick up the butt. There's no doubt about that. How's business feeling? Are they confident that this kick up the butt's been given and that we, we now do have this third potential wave coming in? Well, I think it, 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 we, we've been a bit insulated from here in in the Hunter, haven't we? Mm. We, you know, we haven't seen an emergence of any, you know, they, even though they were predicting uh, that in the seat of Hunter, it, it, it didn't materialise. Um, so yeah, from a, from our regional point of view, um, yeah, question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm. From the broader point of view, it's no doubt it, it does bring an additional challenge for government because not only have they got to keep their own members happy and realise on promises and commitments they made within those electorates and, and across the nation, but then to get that legislation through, if they don't win a majority, they've also got to be pleasing other people. And we have had this situation before in the back of 2010 when uh, Tony Windsor and Rob Oakeshott and others um, um, you know, were able to do a negotiation. You, you might remember back then that you know, Julia Gillard, you know, even though it was a difficult process, managed it reasonably well, mm. but it's not one you'd wish for automatically or if you had a choice, mm. um, particularly if you want to get your own, your own thing through, your own promises and, and manifesto through. Um, but it will be interesting, and, uh, and I just hope that you know some of them seem to be from from the observations to be um, um, quite well reasoned in what they want to do, um, quite clear on what their what their ambitions is, and let's hope that 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 does you know somehow work in with the what the government wants to do, so we don't have serious delays or diversions um, on the pathway to to recovery and beyond. That's the last thing we need, especially with, uh, as you said, with COVID recovery. Bob, thank you so much. Have fun with all of those congratulations letters and emails today, won't you? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) As long as you've got all the email addresses, mate, you're fine. Get out there. Yeah, we're in there. We're in there. Look, thank you so much for your time. Um, I look forward to uh, to catching up over the coming uh, few weeks just to see what these first 100 days are going to look like and how they're going to affect Mm. the hunter. That's going to be the big part, keeping the bastards honest now. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to it. It will, will be fun. It will be. God, you've got a weird sense of fun, you do. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. We'll chat Thanks. soon. Thank Bye, you. mate. Bye-bye. Bye. That is Bob Hawes, who is the CEO of Business Hunter. That's as clear as mud, isn't it? Yeah.
Oh, my goodness. Truly, I think the very fast train is as likely as me having another child. It's a long, long way off, if not impossible. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live.